welcome back to the Peace Podcast. This is a show where we look into and delve into the captivating world of Lytton's local legends. I'm your host, Joan Pease, and I proudly serve as a state member for Lytton. In this podcast, we celebrate the rich tapestry of our community by highlighting extraordinary stories, individuals, businesses, and places that make Lytton a truly special place to call home. From our historic Figures to contemporary heroes will explore diverse talents, remarkable achievements and locations that have shaped our identity. Each episode, we uncover the untold tales and remarkable contributions of those that have made a positive impact on our Bayside. In today's episode, I'm thrilled to have a fascinating guest with us, Anna Campbell from Queensland Walks. Anna has been the driving force at Queensland Walks in her capacity as a volunteer, general executive committee member and former president. Anna, I know, is really passionate about walking for all people and making urban environments desirable, accessible and inclusive for all walkers so that more people will be encouraged to walk and use active transport. I'm going to be talking to Anna today about her incredible experience in keeping Queensland active and healthy, as well as exploring the myriad of walking opportunities that are available to Lytton locals right here in the Bayside. So sit back and relax as we embark on this exciting adventure to hear about some of Lytton's wonderful facilities and what opportunities there are into the future. So, welcome, Anna. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me and happy Transport Equity Week. I know. It's an amazing uh, opportunity that we can be talking about such an important thing about, about that. Absolutely. And walkability is at the centre of transport, so good week to be talking about it. Oh, I, and you know that I'm a great walker and a great advocate for walking. We first met doing our parliamentary uh, Friends of Walking. We did. And going out each uh, once a year for our walk. But I do walk more than once a, once a year. I walk every morning and, and sometimes in the evening. Yeah. I've seen you out and about and um, it's wonderful to have such a great advocate uh, locally. I'm not a Lytton legend. <laughs> I live on, on the north side but it's real. I love coming down here every time and having a walk around and just seeing what you have available and you're very lucky. Mm. It's beautiful. And whilst um, you might not live in the area, what you do do is encourage people to make use of the wonderful um, walking paths that we have. And we are very fortunate to have the Wynnum Foreshore is a good example. And you and I have walked that together, as well as the lovely mangrove uh, boardwalk uh, through the mangroves and then further on to the bird hide. And um, tell us a little bit about that. Do you remember that day we went out for that walk and you were able to give me some pointers about what makes a good walkability? Yeah, so, so many things. And thank you so much for taking me out and um, our president, Angela Wright. It was a beautiful walk and um, it's a place that's very familiar to Angela, but uh, new to me. Um, and there were so many great elements for walkability. So, of course, um, one of the components was it was connected. 
Um, so people in a wheelchair could move along there and also people in uh, walkers and uh, low vision or blind people could walk through it through there as well. But one of the great elements is that it's shaded. Mm. So it's a beautiful spot to be there in the hotter months of the year. Um, and, uh, you know, there are beautiful trees, but also the wildlife along there and the cool breezes. So it's a beautiful linear space to walk along. The other aspects that we look at is how it connects in. So what we love to see is places where you can catch public transport there rather than having to rely on private vehicles or driving there. So, uh, you know, this is a great place to be able to walk for everybody and we love it. Mm. Yeah, you're right. It's, it is a great place for walking uh, and, <clears throat> excuse me, and encourages everyone to do so. Mm. Uh, interesting stories about the, the rock wall. They've been in place for many years down the, down the waterfront and um, they um, have extended over the years. And it was actually, they, the, the rock walls along the waterfront were actually built as part of a stimulus package back in the 30s. And interestingly enough, my great-grandfather was a member of uh, the Falk Smith government uh, of the day and instrumental in providing funding to uh, create what we all now just take for granted. Mm. It really is a great spot. So let's talk a little bit more about walkability and equitable transport options. Mm. So we spoke a little bit briefly about Lindham Station upgrade, the accessibility upgrade, which is a significant upgrade. And it's not the only station that's being upgraded on the Cleveland line. So we've got Lindham, but we've also got Morningside and Veranda. Brilliant. So what 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 hopes do you have for for those stations? Yeah, so accessibility at public transport is so important. So it means that people can participate in daily life. They can uh, be part of a workplace. They can go to the doctors. They can be active like everyone else in the community. So being able to get onto uh, public transport is really powerful. So this will make a big difference to the community of uh, being accessible. So um, connection, uh, lifts, um, shaded, a better shading on the platform, mm. um, all of those upgrades uh, make an enormous difference to Queenslanders. So well done and we're looking forward to seeing more of these across Queensland. We also can't forget the connections to uh, into a public transport. Mm. So making sure that we have good footpaths, curb ramps and crossings. And I know Wynnum has some fabulous fabulous raised crossings that are quite unique to the area. We'd like to see more of those. And raised crossings are like, have you heard of a thing called a wombat? Yes. Um, and it's at the same grade as a footpath. So that means that uh, people in a wheelchair wheelchair can easily go from the footpath straight across the road and it slows down traffic and makes it um, equitable and fair to be able to get to public transport. So see, these are some of the other elements we'd love to see connecting into accessible uh, uh, trains as well. Mm, look, it's it's fascinating, the whole concept mm. of that opportunities for everyone to engage with their community. It's not just about um, the whole concept of walking. It's about engaging with your community and creating opportunity for all. It's so true. And walkability is, uh, it sounds easy, but it's quite complex mm. and transport equity. So, you know, it can be a simply, something as simple as footpaths and curb ramps and accessible um, train stations, but also other elements like seating, shading, uh, wayfinding signage, which mm. we find along the foreshore, which is fabulous. So it's uh, it's quite deep and broad and it's across multiple departments and disciplines. So sometimes it gets lost in the mix of transport, which is why we need to emphasise it even more. 
investment in walking is so important and your example is a great reflection of what we could achieve over the next 10 years. Mm. Yeah, no, look, it's... um I, I can't do without my morning walk. I always feel like I've I've missed out on something. And I know many locals would agree with me that um, during the COVID years, the foreshore got so busy. Uh, when foreshore was discovered by all of the outsiders and, um, you know, people outside of the area, I now walk in the back streets and, and I agree that a shaded path is beautiful to walk on and um, it, it, particularly in Queensland in summer. I note that... Um, we're doing a bit of work around um, the Queenslander Walking Alliance. Have you got anything that you wanted to talk about it with regards to that? Yeah, thanks so much. So uh, Queensland Walks formed the Alliance and within the Alliance we have 30 organisations and individuals which make up more than 500,000 Queenslanders representing those Queenslanders. And the Alliance um, came together as a result of the Queensland Walking Strategy that the Queensland Government has funded. Um, and it's really exciting because it's the first that it's ever happened in Queensland of bringing that alliance together and focusing on what would make Queensland the most healthy, active and walkable communities and neighbourhoods. So the Alliance uh, has released our first ever call to action document and it's around accessibility inclusion for walking, rolling and strolling. So we listed five actions um, in the uh, call to action document and I'm really pleased that you have a copy. (laughs) We can hold that up. There we go. Very nice. Beautiful. And um, yeah, we're so grateful to all our Alliance partners who have contributed to this document, especially Queenslanders with Disability Network, uh, Vision Australia and Guide Dogs Queensland, who really contributed to the formation and uh, shaping of this call to action document. No surprises of what's in there. Um, It's talking about um, doing audits on footpaths Mm. and curb ramps and all all the walkability components. It's also talking about um, uh, investing heavily in walking as a sustainable transport mm. um, a mode and ensuring that it's at the top of that uh, sustainable transport mode. So the first thing that we think about with transport, we focus on walking um, and then all the active and public transport modes. Um, quite often it's flipped and we spend more time and investment focusing on private vehicle movement. Mm. But Every journey involves walking, so we need to make sure, even it's just if, if it's just from the shopping centre car park, walking into the shopping centre, we need to make sure that it's safe and accessible, inclusive. And so that's what we talk about in this document. It's fascinating, it really is, because it makes us all stop and pause and consider that, you're right, walking does take part in every type of transport that we do. And I know there's a big push with all the watchers that talk about how many steps we've done each day and my husband's always telling me I've done, he's done so many steps. So that's a, a really great initiative. However, it's really important to the health of health and wellbeing, which also goes further to the bottom line, the dollar, the economy. By having a healthy uh, workforce, you have a healthy economy. Absolutely. Mm. It's so true. And um, across the road, I had a coffee and uh, I always get chatting to locals whenever I'm out and about walking or, or um, in local businesses. And there was a woman that stopped me and asked about my shirt and we we're talking about walkability. And uh, she's an older uh, woman. And she said that um, because the footpaths and the curb ramps aren't as well maintained or connected, it makes it harder for her to walk every mm. day. So that has a real health impact. Mm. Um, And I note in your window, you talk about uh, creating a um, Mm dementia-friendly community. That also, by creating um, healthy, active, livable communities 
also dementia friendly and and uh, intergenerational mm-hmm. communities that improves the health and lifestyle of our communities. Mm. So the more that we can do to encourage more walking every day to get almost to our 10,000 steps, <laughs> uh, above and beyond if we can, but just enabling people to walk more every mm. day is key to a healthy, active Queenslanders. Yeah, it, it's just amazing. It's it's such a, a an interesting um, topic to be talking about. Whilst we're on that topic, I know uh, it's fairly topical down here with regards to the scooters that have been introduced. And I understand the benefit of um, the last mile concept with regards to that mode of transport. Uh, However, there have been some issues around the locations where they're being left, um, dropped down on the side of the, uh, across a footpath, which makes that footpath Mm. then completely inaccessible. Inaccessible, correct. Yeah, so it's been really challenging, Joan, and uh, Queensland Walks has spent a lot of time and a lot of advocacy in trying to manage and improve the pedestrian network um, as a result of a new transport system. Mm. So um, it's, and we know that Wynnum was one of the pilot mm. um, pilots where the uh, public hire scooters were available or still are available. Um, and we're grateful to the Queensland government who set up the um, personal mobility devices uh, advisory group, which Queensland Walks participates in, and also parking. Uh, so we provide a lot of feedback to the Queensland government about that. Um, is it getting better? In some cases it is, uh, but what we really need to see is a, a, a safe space for e-scooters or mm. e-mobility. We have a whole new transport system, so we need to create the space and invest in that. And there are benefits um, to uh, cycling as well if mm. we can create e-mobility lanes and paths and whatnot. Um, the challenges that we have are leaving e-scooters um, across footpaths mm. and that can mean for someone who is blind or low vision, they can get really hurt by tripping over them, not knowing that they're there. So we really need to re-educate um, uh, Queenslanders about where to park them and uh, preferably it needs to be off the footpaths. Most of our footpaths are way too narrow to allow an e-scooter to be, to be parked there. Um, and so parking is a real issue, so off the footpath, but also adhering to those um, new laws which require mm. e-scooter riders to uh, go no faster than 12 kilometres per hour. Um, and in some cases, most e-scooter riders are doing that. Some are travelling way too fast um, and it's making walkers really anxious and nervous about walking in their own neighbourhood. So that needs to change. We need to keep the pressure up. Um, and we need to sh- make sure that it's policed as well. But also the um, the hire companies are doing their work and we're not quite sure that they're doing enough. And uh, we're not alone in this thought. Queenslanders with Disability Network have the same concerns as well as Vision Australia. So we'll continue our advocacy, um, but something needs to change a little bit more. Mm. It's an interesting time, isn't it? And mm. and it is a great mode of transport, but being prepared for it and providing some better infrastructure is the way. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong, it's a really important transport mode. But what we're saying is don't forget um, the, yes. the original first and last mile. Um, and if it means that walkers are feeling uncomfortable, that's not a good outcome. Mm. So we need to make sure that uh, pedestrians feel comfortable and safe uh, and they can get to where they need to go. And on that, Anna, I often with my morning walks, I have to pick up um, the e-scooters off the footpath for that very reason because 
I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate that I am mobile, but I do recognise that the paths aren't, you know, there's mums with um, and dads with prams and yep. people with wheelchairs, kids going to school on their bikes. You know, it's, it's a shared, it is a shared pathway. It's a shared pathway and uh, we just need to remember that um, it's not a pedestrian's job to remove them mm. um, and, um, you know, I, I'm quite small uh, and I find them really hard to move. Yeah. So imagine if you were sitting in a wheelchair mm. and uh, you're in a mobility scooter, it's impossible to move. So that by leaving it on the footpath, even if you put it to the side and it falls over, that's a real barrier for someone to, to participate in daily life. Mm. Yes, it's an, it's interesting times. And, you know, I'm a bit of a cyclist, not a mad cyclist, but um, I do cycle. I have an electric bike and they become, they, <laughs> they're very good, aren't they? I also have an electric vehicle, but uh, that's a different matter. It's interesting times. I know that with regards to Lindham Station and Manly Station have installed uh, a new bike and scooter um, cage. So you can use your go-card to get in there and that means you can use that to get to your station, lock your bike or scooter up and that means that you can then pop on public transport and, and that's one car off the road is great. Absolutely agree. And, you know, we're, we're a multimodal city mm. so Queensland Walks doesn't say that you should only be walking um, and, in fact, most of our members and friends will um, choose three different transport options in a day to, to participate. Um, so designing things like um, uh, cycle racks mm. and, and safe storage is a fabulous idea and we love it especially because it keeps those devices off the platforms. That's right. Um, we, you know, we have some concerns and in some locations they're starting to come onto the platforms. Um, Cultural Centre Busway is a really great example where we're seeing some of the e-scooters on there. So we need to do to make sure where we are participating and, and using public transport that the spaces are safe and comfortable for those public transport users. So Lockable storage is off the platform is fabulous. Look, it's an amazing um, story walking. Yeah, like mm. it's something that we've all done. Most of us have had the Absolutely. opportunity to walk. And um, great to have you here. And thank you for your insights to share with us how important it is that we consider this in such a way that because of the benefits of having a good active transport system that encourages people a good walkability uh, environment and how important that is. It's so true. And at the heart of it, um, walkability and community are interconnected. Mm. And one of the things I love about walking in my local neighbourhood is I get to know locals. Um, I get to know um, Margaret who grows limes in her the back of her um, yard and uh, she walks her dog down the road and I get to know other parents in the neighbourhood and the local cafe and it brings together. There are mm. so many people that you meet and you really become aware of your local neighbourhood. I don't get that same um, sense when I'm driving or riding a little right. bit faster. So walking is key to connected communities mm. um, and the more we can encourage people to walk, uh, the better for our communities. I agree. And I have met and engaged with people each and every day on mm. my walk. It's in my other mobile office, so mm -hmm. I'm out walking. And quite often I, I stop and chat to people, um, assist them with issues or refer them on. And But not only that, you make great friends. And even if it's just a g'day, how are you going along the waterfront? And then if we haven't seen them for a little while, we, we check in with each other. Have you seen Bert? I haven't seen him for a while. So someone will pop in. It, it is about that 
It's so and true. connectivity with community. And that was the case during COVID, right? Mm. For some people that weren't able to leave their home, but just by standing in their front yard yes. and having a chat as people walked past, socially distancing, mm. it meant that people were able to maintain that connection and feel uh, they weren't feeling so lonely or isolated. So walking, it's so important. And um, yeah, yeah. Um, getting our steps in, but also uh, having a look ar- around and, and connecting with green and blue spaces, um, seeing um, the animals um, and even meeting a dog or two. Mm. It's so lovely. That's for sure. And I love when I'm out walking and seeing groups of people that yeah. are out together, you know, in ones and twos and threes and fours. And, and it's a mix of age groups and gender and, and everyone is Smiling and happy and enjoying our beautiful waterfront or our neighbourhood. It's so true. It's the reason why uh, walking, hiking is the most popular recreational activity in Queensland and Australia. Um, So I think number one, well, I know number one is walking. Number two is bushwalking. Um, And so, and yet it's the least funded activity, recreational activity. Um, So there's so much more that we could do and we have great opportunities over the next 10 years um, to be able to really uh, ensure that we have great walkable neighbourhoods in Queensland. Thank you, Anna. And I agree completely because it's always just one step away, the next best walk. Mm. So thank you, Anna, very much for coming. I hope you enjoyed just Thank talking you. talking to me today. We could talk for hours about walking, oh really, God. couldn't we? Oh we could. We might need to go for a walk now, finish <laughs> that conversation. Great. Thanks very much for coming in, Anna, and thank you for your great walk, uh, work with Queensland Walks. It's oh, just amazing. You. It's always lovely working with you, so thank you. Thank you for supporting our walk, our work, and let's go for a walk, shall we? Yeah, let's. <laughs>